Hello, and welcome to Driving Thoughts, a podcast with me, Robert, and my wife, Hannah, where we just have a conversation while we're driving around to our destination, (laughs) anytime we're in the vehicle. So, um, we're actually headed over to some family's house to have a game night, and going to talk. So, come along with us. I feel nervous about starting to talk because it's real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. This is, so, obviously, first podcast, this is going to be weird, but it's okay. Yeah. So, you said that you had some topics to talk about or something like that? Yes, I brought a notebook, like a responsible person. (laughs) Yay, responsibility. Um... Before you jump into it, yeah. though, I saw something the other day that I think I want. Uh-oh, what is it? It is a Batman-themed talisman game. Ooh! Yeah. Wait, talisman, which one's talisman? Talisman is the one that I've been wanting for a while, like, physical, because I have the one that's on Steam, you know, the, the virtual game. Okay, and that's the one that we played. We yeah, tried to play with together. Like the three levels, and you're trying to get in the center. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like a it's like a role playing game, like almost like a D and D style thing, um, where you like choose your character. Your character has traits and stuff, and, and set abilities and, and things that you develop as the game goes on. But um, and, and then you have an end goal to get to the center and, and perform some sort of action to end the game uh, first, you know? So if it's Batman-themed, yes. are the characters all good guys, or are they a mix of good and bad guys? It is Batman villains. Oh, they're all villains? They're all, so you, so can't Bat- be Ma- you, you can be Batman. So yeah. there's, ba- there's Batman and then all the villains. I'm not sure if there's, like, uh, Robin as well. Yeah. But I know Batman is... I mean, you can't have a Batman game without Batman, right? Well, I mean, he could be, like, a thing that fights them. True. Ooh. That's that's right. It, he could be the object in the middle of the board. Yeah. But that seems kind of... I wouldn't like that, that you're trying to beat the, bad, the good guy. That you're I, the bad guy. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> like, yeah. Because, you know, you can play as, like, Clayface or Joker any of those other villains that you don't really know. <laughs> I know. Catwoman is on the fence. Uh, <laughs> I just realized that we're not going back the back way to their you're house. Because driving on autopilot. Because I'm driving on autopilot. Well, I mean, I guess that's the danger of doing this. Yeah. But that's okay. So long as you program the autopilot before we I Yes, I am going just a different way to the same place. Taking me. Yeah. Main roads. Yay, yield signs and traffic. We hardly ever get traffic. We uh, live out in the country, so like, there's it's really easy to get places and stuff. It is like quitting time, but it's also weekend. Yeah, it's the weekend. So it's like we've we've been quit time. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's the topic that you have? Okay, so you know the better than before 
Yes. So I finished it. Yeah. You've read chapter one. <laughs> I think I think I made it to cha- what? What chapter were we listening to together? Because that's the furthest I made it in the book. I, that that's like chapter one. Is or it, it chapter might be one? chapter two. I think it's chapter two. Okay. Yeah. It's but, interesting. But the first chapter is probably like just a really short introductory. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because she has like, well, on, on Audible, because they'll break down sub chapters yeah. and call them chapters. And so like, you don't really know how many chapters are in the printed book sometimes. Oh, Because yeah. she'll have like, it starts off with a paragraph of this topic and then three um, aspects of that topic. It's probably one chapter in the written version, but okay. it's four chapters in the audio version. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense for digital. Yeah. Because like when you're turning something digital, you can do whatever the heck you want with it just to make it, make it flow right Right. so long as the author's okay with it well yeah well i mean she was the one reading it yes right yes she was which i love i love it when authors read their book so the the book that we're talking about is uh better than before by Gretchen rubin who um has come out with like this this uh framework of what she calls the four tendencies um that's basically like four uh, personality types that um, mixed with motivation. Mixed with motivations. Okay, yeah, that that's kind of universal for um, the majority of people. So you usually fall within one of these four. Yeah, personality she says types. that like you probably have one main one, but you may also have tendencies that are in the other because it's not like a yeah rule. It's just like a <laughs> tendency. Unless you were an obliger, you have to you have to follow the rule, right? Yeah. So she talks, <laughs> but this book is kind of she references that, but it's not about the tendencies, right? Right. It's a whole different book. Yeah, yeah. It's called a, the Four Tendencies. Uh, I don't know if if that is a book or not. I just remember I I um, she has a book on it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it I don't might know be if called that. Probably. It probably is. But it's Gretchen Rubin. You could look her up if you're interested. Yeah. Um, But the book that we, that you are in the process of and I finished is called Better Than Before. Mm -hmm. And it's about, and how do you define what it's about? It's about being better than you were before. (laughs) (laughs) It's all there in the title. Um, I mean, it's your general self improvement book, right? Yeah. Like it's it's. Uh... Oh, she talks a lot about habits. Uh huh. Yeah, most of it's about habits and how much she loves them because they take away the need to make decisions. Yeah, which is kind of yeah. like backwards to me, but yeah. <laughs> because you're somewhat of a rebel. Yes, I am somewhat <laughs> of a rebel. And um, but she's she's a uh, in her four terms a. Um, an upholder, mm-hmm. somebody who follows the rules for the rules' sake. Yeah. And um, you and I are both questioners. Yes. Mainly. So we don't follow rules unless we think that they are worth it or they have meaning. Yeah. Like we, I, being a questioner, you just need to have understanding of like the reason behind things and like yeah. their needs. There just needs to be a good reason to do things, yeah. right? Yeah. For especially in my mind, and like, I think you you said that I'm 
more of a a rebel sometimes and it's like when I get stressed out, I just completely rebel against anything that anybody's telling me to do. I don't want to follow any direction directions or, you know, jobs or right. anything like that. And then an obliger is someone who does stuff because it's expected. So like you follow the rules because everybody expects you to follow the rules or because your boss expects expects you to, or yeah. you um, follow through with commitments because there's somebody holding you to it. In the psychological world, uh, I call that a, having an external locus of control. <laughs> but, <laughs> and then um, the other, the fourth one is a rebel. Yes. And um, the, the like true rebel, like if that's your main core identity, you don't even do what you want to do or expect yourself to do because you rebel against your own expectations, other people's expectations, like all expectations, which reminds me of, um, is it Peter or Paul who says the things I want to do, I don't do? Oh, the things yeah. I don't want to do, I do. I'm like, he's such a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's kind of my thing. Like when I read books like this that talk about different personality types, I tend to start thinking about characters in books yeah. a lot. And then like biblical and like people I know, I'm like, you're such a, you're such a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. The Enneagram. Enneagram, yeah. yeah that I read that book a while back and I enjoyed that. Yeah. I try not to get like too deep in it. Oh yeah, it's so easy to be drawn into some of these things, and especially for like I don't know people who who are searching, like really searching, and 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 don't really have a strong sense of self. Yeah. Uh, like a, a very firm rooted sense of self. There's a cup. There's a cup. Move over lanes. Move over for emergency vehicles on the side of the road, people. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Wear uh, your seatbelt. Yes, we're wearing your seatbelt. <laughs> we are wearing our seatbelts. Yes. Uh, but that's that's a whole different topic. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I was going to come back to. So in that first chapter or wherever we started listening to it together. Yeah. Um, which was not at the beginning for me. I had to go back and listen to the beginning. But uh, right. <laughs> but she has these interesting questions or like two sides of a personality kind of thing. Um, and the first one is lark or owl. Meaning, are you a morning person or a night person? Yeah. And I thought it'd be fun to talk about the different... Um, sides of those personalities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um... So, Lark or an owl? What do you think I am? I think that you're an owl. Okay. And I think that you are a Lark that wants to be an owl sometimes. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I'm an owl. You think you're an owl? Yes. Oh, man. But I think that if I could define it with a bird... That was a middle of the day bird. That would be my bird. <laughs> so this noisy, obnoxious truck that just passed us by had a sticker on the back of its window that has like, um, I think uh, something like send send an email here for nudes. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Okay, so you're an owl. What yes. makes you an owl? What makes me an owl? Yep. I, I, so I get productive later in the day. 
Um, and as the day progresses, um, like my mind comes up and gets excited about uh, activities, you know, and, and ideas and things that I want to do and stuff. Um, and if it weren't for life being so lark oriented, yeah. <laughs> I would be up and doing things in the middle of the night, working, you know, until 2 a.m. probably, and then go to bed and, and sleep until 10. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and function that way if I didn't have any outside obligations. And during the summer in college, you did function that way. Oh, you had a yeah. Night, you had a late afternoon night time Yeah, job. I loved it. So I delivered pizzas for Domino's in San Antonio, and uh, which, by the way, fantastic job. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, anyways, I delivered pizzas for Domino's in San Antonio. I would, um, you know, start my night at five and go until closing, close down the store, be working until about one thirty or two o'clock in the morning, get off, and then. Uh, you know, go grab a burger on the way home and get home and play video games and talk and call you in the middle of the night because we were still like uh, kind of distanced. And get me in trouble. Get, get him in trouble. Yes. In college, and my mom's like, "You can't be on the phone that late." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my argument for why you're an owl okay. is kind of the flip side of what you're talking about. You're talking about you pick up energy and ideas at that time. My argument is you are not actually there mentally in the morning. Like, waking you up is the worst. Like, when we have a commitment and I have to wake you up, I'm like, no, set an alarm because no. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you have to put your alarm clock across the room so that you'll actually get out of bed. Yes. And And sometimes that doesn't even work. (laughs) <laughs> when you have to do calls for your job, you wait until later in the day to make calls. Yeah. Because you're not, you're like not a morning person. Yeah, I, so I do my best to not, like, I try my hardest not to talk to anybody or have anything to do with, like, social interaction before 10 a.m. And this is not even a don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. No. This is a I am not here. Yeah. I am yeah. not available to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but, you know, because of my job, I have to, right? Right, right. You know, I, I do, but to my, like, my my paperwork and everything that I have to do, responding to emails, anything electronic or paperwork wise that I have to do, I usually try to do that in the morning time, um, you know, before lunch, because and that it's just a whole lot easier to focus on uh, than, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now, I think I'm an owl. You think I'm a lark who wishes I was an owl? Yes. <laughs> so, I think I'm an owl because... I uh, do naturally stay up late. If I don't watch my time, I can stay up till midnight, 2 a.m. without thinking about it. With the exception of no matter where you're at, (laughs) at 9 o'clock, you just conk out. You're gone. 
<laughs> and it's a nine o'clock call. I, I mean, it really. Ha- I mean, sometimes it's earlier. Sometimes it's like seven, and uh, like you're just asleep. Like no matter <laughs> no matter where you're at, you're on the couch, you're in bed, you're like sitting at the sitting at the computer, sitting at the computer. Yes. are setting the house on fire. Oh my gosh! So yes. like I. Because and that's why I say like you want to be an L, but I think that you're a lark because when um, when we talked about it last time, um, I mean maybe not talked about it last time, but like when you started getting up really early to like do yoga in the morning, have your morning time, and all of that, like you functioned well and like yeah. your mood improved and everything, and I think that that's an indicator that yeah. you are. You were a, a so bark. I enjoy time in the morning because nobody else is there. Okay. Because but that goes more to like interaction though. Yeah. yeah. So like even walking in the morning is preferable because there's nobody else walking. Like I don't want to see people. Yeah. I like to have like an hour where I am not needing to interact with anybody, even on the most basic acknowledge presence level. Gotcha. I think it goes more towards that I'm actually an introvert. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think so. But like, function-wise, you know, you look at your your energy levels and your ability to focus and maintain focus Yeah. Uh, during the, you know, different parts of the day, and like, I've looked at that in myself just to try to make sure that I'm as productive as I can at work. That way I don't get behind because in, in the work that I do, if I, if you get behind, it's, it's absolutely horrible. Um, trying to get caught up and, and maintaining a caseload and stuff, a workload that I manage. But, um, my peak function hours are basically from two to about seven. 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. See, I haven't paid that much attention to that. Yeah. I I don't feel like time of day affects me as much as other factors. Really? So, like, knowing that I have some other responsibility coming up or feeling like I already accomplished my responsibilities for the day make me resist being productive. So I think I I fall into the neither arc arc nor owl category. Yeah. Because I can function at any time except four AM. I, I never want to function at four AM again. Um, <laughs> Do you remember the time in college where uh, you stayed up all night with me? Yes. That that was a crazy day. It was. The fact that you could not do that, like you physically, you you could you no. almost could not do that. No, like, like I, it, I don't. It doesn't matter like what time of day I'm up. I cannot sacrifice sleep. No. Like I must get like nine hours of sleep, and it's it's kind of crazy how much sleep I need. <laughs> <laughs> because like. I did that, and then I, I had to, I had to go to class, yeah. and turn in a project, and tell my teacher I'm not gonna be here because I'm asleep, <laughs> and I left, and like they critiqued my project without me there, oh my and like he gave me written feedback, and it was crazy. Yeah. 
yeah. whereas like that day was just a normal day for me basically yeah. like i i mean i can go without sleep not not extensively like i, I do not function well yeah you know but i can well maybe back in college <laughs> back in college i could pull an all-nighter and be absolutely fine the next day yeah. uh you know i'd feel it definitely but it wasn't to the point where like i could not function so the other side of my outlets yeah when i worked in retail and i worked um from well, what what time was it that i would go into work and i would it was 4 a.m wasn't it 4 a.m. to noon? Was it? It was really, yeah, because because I remember you yeah. were working. Yeah, it must have been 4 a.m. because it wasn't it wasn't quite overnight. Yeah. But you were working there at the same time that I was working at a job corner. Oh. And I had the the three to eleven shift in the dorms because I was a supervisor in the dorms then. Was that going on? Because I thought you were because you were working during the day and that was what really motivated me to leave that job it was both it was both both because um when you were you were there when i started uh back to grad school oh yeah because like our schedules didn't line up and i would come home Mm -hmm. and sleep on the couch until you got home and we'd eat dinner and then i'd go to bed again when you went to bed yeah and but I'd have to get up at four oh well before four AM to be at work by then. And I could function fine when I was at work, but the sleep deprivation and the way that it um I have a hard time sleeping when it's light out, period. Yes, me too. And me too. that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> but the way that it affected our relationship, the fact that we like were only seeing each other when we were groggy. Was, and cranky. Yes. Oh. <laughs> was a big like, okay, I gotta I gotta go back to school and get a real job. Yeah, yeah. Which we are all glad that you did. Yes. Now <laughs> I teach and I love teaching. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean just interacting with each other during like even if you're not cranky, if you're just like working a job that you hate and you're yeah. like you're perturbed all the time because yeah. of that, like it it really affects relationships. It really affects your yeah the rest of your life. Because if your mood's bad all the time, like, yeah, you're bringing that into the relationship. Right, right, man. Right. Yellow light. Red. So now you want to talk about the next question? Sure. All right. Underbuyer or overbuyer? <laughs> Man, so uh, why don't you explain what those are? Okay, so underbuyer and overbuyer are her simplified terms. That's funny. Um, for the kids on the skateboard, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just scooched forward. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we're we're at a red light, and there's these two kids. One is on the sidewalk, sitting on his skateboard, and he's just kind of like, scooting, oh, they both are scooting around on his butt. <laughs> like if you don't realize there's a skateboard under him, it just looks funny. It looks like a, you know, how a dog scoots across the carpet. Oh no, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so underbuyer and overbuyer yeah. are her terms for somebody who buys. Uh, let's say overbuyer, somebody who buys things um, more than they need. Yeah. 
and like gets excited about buying new things and these are the types of people who probably like have a shopping addiction yeah and an underbuyer it's, it's definitely like the, the new is always better yeah 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 and an underbuyer is a person who doesn't even buy things that they actually need because they talk themselves out of it because it's not in the budget or i can do this thing without actually buying that specialized tool yeah and she talks about overbuyers usually have a lot of different kitchen gadgets that are one use items and an underbuyer like won't even buy a basic like knife set or yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so I know what we are. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I have a really good idea of what we are. So. Um, I am definitely an overbuyer. Like, oh, 100%. Yes. 100%. Yeah. And what am I? Uh, you're an underbuyer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's where we clash like a oh, lot yeah. because of when we do budget and everything. Because, oh, man. Yeah. I, I, I mean, but at the same time, you balance me out really yes. nice. Yes. And you balance me out because I won't buy stuff that I actually need. If yeah. you're like, we can get it. Yeah. And like, that's if, good. If you need it, get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, <laughs> but it was funny because in the book, she's talking about like, she's an underbuyer and she talked about her thought process when she saw something at the store she wanted. Yeah. And before you, you don't actually pick it up. And you're like, if I really need it, I'll come back for it. By the time you're done shopping, you've talked yourself out of it or you don't feel like going back and so you don't buy it. And it was funny because I remember this actual time, like I was at the store looking at a new yoga mat because I want a new yoga mat, but I haven't bought one because I'm like, but I have a yoga mat. Is this recent? This is recent. Oh man. So I was at the store and I saw yoga mats. I was like, oh, I've been thinking about buying a yoga mat. Yeah. Since I've been thinking about it, it's okay for me to buy it. But I stood there for a while and I stared at it and I was like, I don't know if this is the best yoga mat. <laughs> and I don't know if I want to spend that much money on a yoga mat. And maybe I should go look online at yoga mats, but I know that I'm not actually going to. Really, I just don't feel like spending money. On it. And so I talked myself out of buying it, even though I've been wanting it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I, I, but I can shift though. And that's, that's the thing about it with me. I can shift to being an underbuyer if we're in financial distress. Ah, uh, yes. yes. And see, that doesn't affect me because if we're in financial distress, well, I'm you still always, an underbuyer. You, you always <laughs> assume that we're in financial distress. Yeah. I'm like, no, we got money, right? <laughs> but even like, even when we have money, I'm yeah. still like, but we've not had money before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, did they build a new? Stuff out there? Bridge? Yeah. The paint's very white. Maybe they just painted it. Maybe or or power washed it. Probably. Yeah, we're passing by a little uh, park right here that uh, we pass by every time we go over to the family's house. It has some nice, like, stuff in the water. Yeah. There's, it's like a playground built on a lake, like, in a lake on little islands and stuff. Yeah, and there's there's like a slide that goes into the water. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, I can I can shift to being an underbuyer um, when I need to, like if like we're definitely in financial distress or anything like that. Like I go into survival mode, but it's it's a it's a very stressful thing for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing she talks about was that uh, overbuyer doesn't start a new habit. Doesn't start a new habit. Um, sometimes because they don't have the right tools.
tools. Yeah. And which cracks me up because whenever we go to start something like a new project, you're like, oh, we should buy this camera and this microphone. And we should buy like this new power tool before we get into this. Whereas I'm like, well, let's see if we actually like doing the thing and then we can buy some stuff if we like it. Oh, man. So were you saying that underbuyer doesn't start things? Uh, so an underbuyer might be like, I want to start running. Yeah. But... I don't need to buy running shoes because I have a pair of tennis shoes. Okay. And so like an underbuyer doesn't even buy stuff that maybe would help them do better at the thing that they want to do. Whereas an overbuyer buys stuff to do it and then doesn't start the habit. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm a restrained overbuyer. Yeah. Because you, there are some, there are some, like the running thing. I've thought about like going to the gym and starting that and everything and like, well, um, I should, I mean, that exact thought of like, I should go get some new shoes to work out in. Like, I don't really need to spend money on that. I don't really need that right now to start. You know, that's not a necessity. To me, the underbuyer, who is probably a bit extreme, (laughs) you seem like you spent money willy nilly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But it is okay. Well, and, (laughs) and yeah, and like, if we were like rich I mean we talk about this all the time yes. if, if we were filthy rich like money was no option it'd be I would be bleeding money constantly right? <laughs> like I, I would I would be spending like crazy yes you are not a overbuyer with a shopping habit like bad habit no no yeah yeah but those are the two categories that we fit <laughs> in the opposite side yeah <laughs> oh man well well, this is fun. Uh, we're we're pulling up on our our family's place right now, so uh, we're gonna have to end it here. But um, I guess subscribe, or follow us. I, I don't know what what do we do on podcast. What do people do on podcast? Do they download follow? it? <laughs> follow. This is yeah. Leave follow. Reviews. Okay, yeah. Leave reviews. I I think that you can only do that on like Apple Podcasts or something. Oh, like I that. don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know. This is this is the first time we've done this. So, anyways, if you like this stuff, we plan to keep doing this. So come um, back and find us again. Yeah, come back and find us again. <laughs> follow or subscribe or whatever the option is on wherever you're finding us. And uh, thanks for driving with us today. I yeah. guess. Yeah. All right. See ya.